This audio recording is presented by New City in downtown Orlando. This morning's scripture reading is Psalm 34. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Of David, when he changed his behavior before Ambitlelech, so that he drove him out and he went away. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you, his saints. For those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger. But those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, O oh children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. This is God's word. You may be seated. Well, amen. That's uh, quite a passage. Um, I hope this isn't, I'm going to put this right here. Apologize to the communion table for a second. Um, Yes, my name is Eric Stites, and I I am very delighted uh, to be here with you. Taste and see that the Lord is good, um, but apparently... Um, taste and see that community groups are good. So um, I'm going to come to somebody's community group one night, all right? I heard Tuesday night was out there, some free dinner. Um, So uh, I and maybe a few friends uh, might show up. Um, And if we do, it's because we love you, all right? Um, And because apparently you love us. So taste and see. Um, so, uh, listen, I'm going to start off today by, uh, as Damien said, giving you a, an update. And uh, many of you know um, who I am, uh, I hope, uh, but there may be some who don't and don't know what we're doing. But um, New City uh, Paramore Avenue um, is a, a, a church plant uh, of New City um, for Paramore um, and by Paramore. Um, And the way that we've been hoping to see this happen is by allowing 
and I'm giving the opportunity for leaders from Paramore to, uh, to grow, to be discipled and lead ministry um, in Paramore. That's the way in which we uh, hope this would uh, happen. And so this morning, I'm gonna give you kind of a, an update, a status update on uh, how things are going. Um, so to know a uh, new city, Paramore, um, is actually to know more than just uh, a worship service for us. To know new city is to know um, that uh, every day uh, we are ministering in different ways. Um, and, and I'm gonna break it down into three things for you. Um, the first is evangelism um, and discipleship. Uh, the second is after school program and, and summer camps, things that we do with kids. And the third thing um, is, is worship. And, and so as a, as a church, as an organization, um, we've been uh, evaluating ourselves um, on how we're doing at achieving um, our vision. Uh, and one way we could ask ourselves uh, this is to, to ask one question, which is, are the people, um, are our residents of Paramore being discipled um, into leaders uh, and therefore moving towards ownership um, of the ministry? Do, does Paramore own uh, everything that New City Paramore is? That's the way you know. Uh, if we're moving towards the vision. Um, and so when it comes to uh, evangelism and discipleship, these are something hard to, uh, to quantify, but it's been going well. Um, it's growing organically through one-on-one relationships in the neighborhood, uh, especially through some of the parents and um, relationships uh, of, our, of our staff. Um, and so as we looked at that, we said, man, this is going well, and, and we're moving towards our vision. Um, when we looked at the after-school program and, and the summer camps, this is the, this is the bright spot. Um, this is uh, the future. Uh, it's growing um, quickly. Um, the, the number of kids we have coming up seems to continue to grow and grow and grow. I uh, hope we can keep up with it. But this uh, going well, um, it's serving um, the, the, the needs of our community meeting children um, with the gospel um, each day, and more importantly than that, um, being led by um, leaders of the community um, and not just me or someone else. Um, And so we say this uh, is working. Um, God, you are moving here, and uh, we are so delighted to continue to work um, on that. And when it comes to worship, um, we recognize um, that we are actually not moving towards uh, our vision as well as we would hope. Um, and the way that we've uh, seen that is at the, at the two-year mark, um, in general, uh, if you were to come on Sunday night, you would see um, more uh, of non-Paramore residents than Paramore residents. Um, and so uh, when we go back to our vision of, being, of Paramore being discipled and, and owning each part of our ministry, we look at worship and we say, gosh, it's just not, it's not meeting the mark. Um, that we had hoped. Um, and as a matter of fact, we, we feel like if we were to keep going down um, that same path in this area of our ministry, um, that we would actually get farther and farther uh, away from the vision. Sort of like two diverging lines, right? They, they, they just continue to get farther. Um, and so we actually uh, feel like it is best um, to pause uh, Sunday worship uh, for a season of time. Uh, of which we've actually already done. Um, And so many of you don't know that. um, And so it's probably coming as a surprise, um, sort of put the bomb down there and just kind of let it go in the middle of you guys. Um, And so I understand that. But um, what I want you to do is I want you to hear me, all right? I want you to lean in and listen. 
Um, out of uh, the decision to do that, we're, we're asking, we're allowing ourselves the time to reflect um, and to ask questions, uh, to learn um, from the past couple of years. And, and I want you to notice that I, I um, am using the word worship service on, on purpose. Uh, I am not using the word church because church continues um, in the way that we are uh, seeing it. We are simply pausing corporate worship, um, but everything else that is what New City is uh, in Paramore is continuing. If you don't hear me say anything else, I hope you hear me say that, um, because that is uh, who we are. Um, after school programs, summer camps, the daily evangelism and discipleship of leaders from Paramore. Listen, our ministry is daily. Uh, for many of you, it's a different paradigm quite honestly, uh, than, than maybe what Central is. Not that you don't do ministry on a daily basis, but um, our ministry happens all the time. It's happening every single day after school. Um, it's happening with neighbors um, constantly. Um, and so the worship service, in some ways, was a smaller part of our engagement with the community. Now, you guys just had a, worship, you just had a series on worship, right? You had a series on the importance of corporate worship and that this is the, the pinnacle of uh, what it means to be God's people. And I say amen. And all the more reason uh, why we want to do it well and why we want Paramore to truly own it and why we say we'd rather lovingly say let's stop for a season so we can do it better. Um, and so I, I want you to hear that. So that's the first next step. And a couple of other simple next steps that I want you to hear me uh, say is that uh, I uh, also, in this season, am uh, going to be looking for what I'm calling a co-laborer, um, someone to help me. <laughs> um, one of the best things to realize um, is that you can't do it by yourself, uh, and that's one of the things that I uh, have realized is the need. And that's really not changed. Uh, to have someone to lock arms with uh, in our ministry uh, has not changed since the beginning, to help lead in the daily grind. Um, and that's not to say uh, that folks in our core group, some of which are sitting over there, um, it's not to say anything of them that they have not been serving and doing an amazing thing. And as a matter of fact, um, I would like you to applaud them um, because of their work. And so what I'm talking about um, is someone on staff um, with me um, working together, um, someone who has the same values and vision um, and whom we can lock arms with. Um, and we've had this uh, role in some different ways uh, through the seasons of New City, um, but now we don't. Um, and so we need it, um, and we need that back. Um, in the meantime, we're spiritually caring for those who were at our service, um, and so uh, it wasn't just, a, hey, see you later, <laughs> Uh, good riddance, I hope uh, life goes well. No, um, the church is not a place, it's not a time. Yes, corporate worship is, um, but we uh, want to be the body uh, to one another. Um, and so we uh, want to continue doing that. Um, and so we're gonna uh, do that. Uh, and, and also, and maybe just as important, is to continue doing the other ministry uh, that we were already um, doing. Now, overall, um, I am probably in this room now the most hopeful person <laughs> because you all uh, just got, uh, just heard this for the first time, most of you. Um, and so I'm gonna try to catch you up to where I am. 
Um, and that is that I uh, am excited and hopeful um, for the future, in some ways maybe more than before. Um, I can't stress that enough. I'm not discouraged overall. I'm encouraged. Uh, I'm, I'm encouraged because it's not an ending. It's simply a transition um, after assessing and evaluating and making appropriate uh, decisions. There are so many things to be excited about um, and for which to praise God. Uh, and there are certainly still some things to seek his face on. Um, but in general, I am enthusiastic um, about the future. Um, I also believe this moves us uh, to do the things better that God already seems to be moving in the most. Um, and finally, I, I, I want us to still be uh, defined as a church. If I haven't said that enough already, I want to say it again, um, that this is still who we are. And we're hopeful that there will be a community of Christ followers worshiping um, together in the future um, on a certain day of the week and at a certain time. Um, but until then, we're going to continue to work um, in that uh, effort. And so in the meantime, I will bless the Lord at all times, right? I will bless the Lord at all times. Um, this is a time like any other. Uh, it is what David was talking about when he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. <laughs> um, he, he meant uh, literally that, um, that he would bless um, the Lord at all times. And so what I want you to do right now is I want you to lean in harder than you already are. Fall off your seat if you have to, <laughs> okay? Um, I'm going to bring you through this, but don't, uh, don't get lost in some ways in everything I just said. Um, stay with me, because I'm going to continue to talk about it, okay? All right, hard part's over. Now let's preach. Um, so, David um, wrote this psalm, writes this psalm, and, 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 and Damien read the context. It's of David when he changed his behavior, it says, before Abimelech, as, so that he drove him out and he went away. What in the world is going on right here, right? What's the story? What's, what's the, the place in which David is writing this psalm? Well, if you go back um, into um, Samuel, you will find um, that, that David is on the run. He's on the run from King Saul, who's jealous of him, right? Jealous uh, of, of who David is. And, and so David runs uh, to one of the first places he gets to is uh, he goes to a priest, um, and, uh, and he deceives the priest uh, as he's there. So in order to uh, get some food for his journey, it's food that comes actually from this right here. He's like, hey, priest, uh, I know this is important stuff, but I need to eat. So he kind of tells a little story, um, gets the uh, priest to give him some food, and he eats the uh, bread, and then he realizes as he's eating the bread that someone's watching him, and it's someone that knows him and recognizes who he is and what he's doing, and so he starts to freak out a little bit, and so he does what any normal person would do. He asks for a sword, right? I got to defend myself now. And so he, uh, he uh, asks for uh, a sword, and the, the priest says, uh, hey, you remember that uh, giant you killed? Remember that uh, important thing that happened when everybody started praising you, Goliath, remember that guy? Yeah, yeah his sword's back over there. Um, you can have that one. So here's David um, running from Saul, picks up the sword um, of the giant um, whom he slayed um, years before. 
and he runs away and he begins to realize, okay, now I know I'm not safe in my own land. I'm not safe in this, in this place where I am. And so he goes back uh, to the one place where you would never think he would go, back to the land of the Philistines. <laughs> he says, well, I'm not safe in my own place, so I'm gonna go to the Philistines and I'm gonna hang out there because they probably won't remember who I am. <laughs> Um, and so here is David hiding out um, amongst the people uh, whom he defeated um, just a, a soon time before. Um, and uh, what begins to happen, of course, is people start looking at him and say, aren't you that David guy? Aren't you um, David, the one that people sing about? Saul has killed his thousands. David has killed his tens of thousands. Isn't that you? And David starts to get scared. And so he does what any normal person would do. Acts like he has lost his mind. Acts like he has lost his mind. You go back to the passage um, where this happens and he begins to scratch the doors and he begins to let the spit run down his beard. Listen, y'all, I cannot make this stuff up. Um, It's better than daytime TV, right? Um, This is what the king is doing Um, so that he can get out of the situation. So the king runs him off. I don't have time for you. Um, And so David escapes. He runs to a cave. That's the next thing in in, in scripture. Runs to a cave. And that, I believe, is where he wrote this psalm. Right? You can imagine the sweat running down um, his face. He's dirty. Um, He's in the complete darkness He's all alone, he's tired, he's afraid for his life. He's afraid of being chased by King Saul who is jealous of him. He's uh, tired of being betrayed by people um, who know him and in that he puts down these words, I will bless the Lord at all times. Amen. I will bless the Lord um, at all times. Listen, bless, uh, bless is uh, in my opinion a dangerous word, isn't it? Um, it's a word that we hear all the time. Um, but what does it really mean, right? What does it really mean um, to bless? I think a lot of times we think of blessing um, as something that we give to others or, or something that we get, uh, something that God might give to us, God's blessing um, on us. For some of us, um, it's a way that we greet each other, right? Or it's a way we say goodbye to each other. Or it's a way you sign emails, Right? God bless um, Eric, right? Um, and it's uh, part of just who we are. It's um, the response to the question, hey, how are you doing? Well, I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm blessed, right? Um, and add to it, right? Uh, highly favored, uh, whatever you want. Um, and what that really means, though, is don't ask me any more questions because I'm not gonna tell you anything, <laughs> I'm not really blessed, but I'm gonna tell you I'm blessed because I don't wanna talk about it. There's too much pain there, right? Um, For some of us, it's a bumper sticker. Too blessed to be stressed. There we go, right? Um, Why are you at church? Well, I need to get, there we go, I need to get my blessing. You see, y'all getting a little taste at least of what Paramore's like. I'm here to get my blessing, right? I'm, I'm here so that God will do something for me, right? Uh, to increase my business, to, you know, God, I'm here. Will you fix my marriage? 
God, I'm here, will you fix my, my kids? Um, all that kind of stuff. I just kind of want to show up and just, will you do stuff, please? Right? Um, that's why we uh, come to church. Now, if you're from the South, if you're from the South, all right, you know this is uh, maybe the most passive-aggressive way to insult someone, right? <laughs> Bless your heart, right? <laughs> Bless your heart. Translation, uh, you're a fool, um, and I kind of feel sorry for you, but I don't want to be ugly because I'm from the South, uh, and I have manners, so I want to be passive-aggressive. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Donald Trump... Um, uh, tweeted, uh, really? He tweeted. Donald Trump tweeted, um, the people of South Carolina are embarrassed by Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is the governor of South Carolina, and Nikki's response was, bless your heart, right? <laughs> bless your heart. Why do I bring that up? Because, y'all, we don't know what the word means. We don't know what it means uh, to bless or to be blessed. We've lost it. And then we come to Psalm 34 and it starts, I will bless the Lord at all times. Well, what, is it, what does it mean indeed that, that I can bless the Lord? It's, it's, a, it's already a little uh, off when we think it's us giving a blessing to someone else, but what, in, what does it mean that I would bless the Lord? And what could that possibly mean? Well, simply put, um, it's, it's an expression of praise. Right, it's an expression of thanksgiving, it's thankfulness, um, it's worship um, of who God is and what um, he has done. You see it in the first couple verses um, when he says um, that my, his praise shall continually be in my mouth and magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name um, forever. That is uh, what it means, but it is deeper than that. I bless the Lord because I look at God and I say, you are the blesser. That is why we bless God. Because we look to God and we see that you are the one who has blessed me. You are the source of all blessing. I'm gonna keep going. I bless you, Lord, because I am already blessed by you. You see, it's, it's God's blessing of us first that calls us then to bless him. It comes directly uh, from that. You, think, you can think of it like this. Psalm 1 um, describes the blessed person um, as a tree, right? A blessed person is, is someone who is a tree that is, that is planted beside streams of water that, that bears fruit. It is a tree that is planted firmly in the soil of God's presence. That is what it means to be blessed. The storms will come, the hard circumstances will come on that blessed person. Blessing is not the absence of those circumstances. <laughs> Blessing is the reality that those circumstances come but were rooted we are rooted in, in God's um, presence. Um, that is what it means, that we are drawing on the streams of water um, which God's uh, presence gives us. Uh, Hurricane Irma came, right? Uh, if you're anything like me, you drove around afterwards and saw trees uh, just scattered about um, like they were uh, nothing. Blown over um, in the wind, massive oak trees. But you know, there were many that didn't fall. Right? Many trees that, that, that withstood the storm. I will bless the Lord is like those trees that didn't fall crying out, I will bless you, Lord, at all times. Right? Because I was rooted in your presence. <laughs> I was rooted um, in, in your grace. You made me stand in this storm. 
you have already blessed me. The blessing is not that the hurricane didn't come, right? The blessing is that the hurricane came and you rooted me and you grounded me. That is uh, what it means uh, to be rooted. But how, how do you become rooted like that? Well, you've got to know um, the Lord. You've got to know the Lord. I, I, uh, uh, the, the essence, in essence, I'm simply talking about the first verse uh, this morning. I will bless the Lord at all times. Just that verse. And so uh, we need to talk about, well, who is the Lord then? Because it matters who you're talking about when you're blessing who? The Lord. The Lord, um, it's his proper name. The Lord, it's, it's, it's his personal name. It's the difference uh, between, hey, that's a, that's a person over there named Eric. Um, and it's the difference between, oh, that's God. But no, that's the Lord. Not just a person. It's his name, Eric. It's not just God. It's his name, the Lord, right? It's his covenant name. You guys have been talking about the fact that worship is this time when we, we come together and we, we renew the covenant, that God has made with us. That is what it is about. And it's the name he gives us. The Lord is the name that God gives us when he signs his name on the dotted line and says, this is the agreement. And let me tell you something, it's my agreement to you. You're so, you're, you're, we're powerless. It's my agreement to you. You don't really bring anything to this thing. You see, God, it, it's the promise that when he says, I will be your God and you will be my people, right? You notice that God doesn't ask, hey, do you guys want a God? <laughs> do you want to be my people? No, because we don't even know we need it, right? He says, no, I'm gonna be your God, and you will be my people, because I am a pursuing God. To know what it is to bless the Lord is to know that our God is a God who chases after us, but he's not chasing us down with anger because he's, he's so uh, uh, mad at us. He's chasing us down with his grace. He's chasing us down with his love. He's chasing us down to rescue us. That, that's the story of the whole Bible. Many of you all read the Jesus Storybook Bible to your kids probably, and you know the story is about this great rescue. It's of a people who are, who are dying and without hope, and God reaches in and says, you're mine, <laughs> I am going to rescue you. I mean, you can start with Abraham, not worshiping God, doesn't even know really who God is, and God pursues him and says, he doesn't say, hey, uh, Abraham, do you want a blessing? He says, I'm going to bless you, Abraham, and I'm gonna make uh, you a blessing so that you uh, can be a blessing. And what does he do? He turns around and blesses God because he recognizes God as the one who blesses. I will bless the Lord at all times. Moses, you can look at him, he's tending his flocks and all of a sudden as he's tending his flocks there's a, a bush over here and it starts, it just lights on fire. He wasn't looking for God. God found him. Shows up, right, and pursues um, Moses um, and, and wants him, he says, uh, you don't, if you don't remember that Moses just murdered somebody but he pursues Moses and says, you're gonna be the one who helps lead my people um, out of slavery. I will bless the Lord at all times. Your own life. God has chased you down. There's not a single one of us in here whose story doesn't start with God. God met me. 
Um, God uh, found me. We've run from him. We've run as far as we, uh, away as we can. We've not run towards him, but he pursues us because he loves. The wonder of Christianity is not that we have found God, but that he found us and that he finds us and that he calls us um, his own. You might be new to Christianity sitting here today and I want you to know that you're here not because you're looking for God, but because God is looking for you. He finds us because he loves us. He's pursuing you because um, he loves you. Uh, my brother-in-law, um, after uh, the uh, Hurricane Harvey, um, uh, he went, uh, he lives in Texas, um, and he and a bunch of his friends went out and uh, got a boat, and um, they, they drove over to the Houston area, uh, and uh, they started uh, just uh, going around. And you know what was the, the real deal in, in Harvey, it was uh, houses became islands, right? So you were trapped on your own island, um, nowhere to go. Uh, until uh, your only hope was that someone would find you. Your only hope was that you um, would, would get rescued uh, by someone. And my brother-in-law went through and, and, and they literally rescued hundreds of people um, simply by being present and going and finding people. Listen, y'all, I, uh, I will bless the Lord um, is because uh, God has rescued you. God has rescued um, us from uh, our lives. Uh, we don't bless the Lord um, to try to get a blessing from him. We bless the Lord because he's already given it to us. He's already come and rescued us and said, you are mine. So listen, we, we bless the Lord because he's a pursuer. We also bless the Lord because he is in control. He is in control. Has the past week with Hurricane Irma not shown you that you and I have no control, Right? We all think we've got a lot of control. Um, we, we think uh, that we uh, can make it happen. We have so much technology, <laughs> but we have no um, control. I, I literally thought I was going to puke if I heard the words cone of uncertainty one more time, right? I was going to puke if I heard the words spaghetti plot one more time, right? You know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, and they were said with such conviction, right? The cone of uncertainty. And the spaghetti plot looks like my five-year-old put it on the table and whatever, right? Um, listen, it, it, we don't even realize how ridiculous we sound, and you know what it is? It's a sophisticated way of saying we have no idea. <laughs> but we want to remain in control, and so we're not going to admit it, Right? It's a sophisticated way of saying, I'm not in control, we have no idea, but we want to give you the illusion that we have some control, right? Um, and then as the hurricane got closer, um, it wobbled. It wobbled, yes, that was the term um, that they used. And then we all turned around and said, the hurricane wobbled. Did you, did you know the hurricane wobbled? We, we bought in, like, uh, man, these guys know, they, they, it wobbled. Um, the... Uh, the other one was the, uh, the eye wall, uh, what was that thing called? Uh, when it rebuilt the eye wall, I heard that a hundred times, right? Um, and, and us looking um, for, looking for um, control. And after all that, we hear things like, man, what a demonstration of Mother Nature's power, you know, when we look around. Mother Nature? No, how about the power of God who is in control? 
And listen, we bless the Lord regardless of whether or not something good um, or bad happened. Look, at, look, listen to me. We don't look around at the broken trees on someone else's property and say, I'm glad they must not be as blessed as me, right? And we don't look at the, their, their roof that's caving in or something and say, man, they, they, must have, they must have messed up before the hurricane came. We don't look at the Caribbean islands. Please don't look at the Caribbean islands and say, man, they must not be blessed. Gracious, don't say that, right? Because no, we look at the Caribbean and all we can say is, I bless the Lord at all times because God, you are in control. You know the people who this is hardest for? It's us. It's people who have a lot, right? And we remain um, in control in so many things in our world, at least we think we do. We've gotten so many things by our own means, but the reality is um, the Lord uh, is in control. That um, is the reality. So listen, we bless the Lord because um, he, he's the pursuer. We bless the Lord because he is in control. And we bless the Lord because he hears us. Now, if, you, if you've gotten lost at any point, please come back, all right? Verse four says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. This might be the most uh, important thing of all. Um, is that the Lord hears us. Sometimes we have uh, hard things that happen to us and we have been trained to say, but praise the Lord, it's all good, right? Um, that's uh, all wrong though. To say I will bless the Lord at all times is not to ignore what you're feeling in your heart. That's important, listen to me. To say I will bless the Lord at all times is not to ignore your emotions and try to just tell yourself, you know, that, that mental thing, like, I will bless the Lord at all times, it's all good, everything is all good. I'm just gonna convince myself that this is good. No, the Lord is good. Your circumstances may not be, but the Lord um, indeed uh, is good. But this is not to be fake, it's not a Band-Aid that you put over the gaping wound of your sadness, of your fear, of your anger, of your shame, or whatever um, you might be feeling. We bless the Lord by giving him all of that. We bless the Lord by giving him our whole heart. I dare you to go do that. I think there's a lot of us who haven't. You see, um, your feelings, listen, your feelings are not meant to be changed or fixed. Did you know that? Many of us are spending our whole lives trying to fix our feelings. They're not meant to be fixed. They are meant to be expressed because your emotions are a bridge to God. Your emotions, what you're feeling is, is the way um, that God, uh, that we know him. It's to, for him to meet. Think of all the psalm, psalms. Think of all the emotions that are expressed in the psalms. Where are you, God? Why have you forsaken me? My soul is downcast. I'm all alone. My enemies are all around you. Will you rescue me? I have been betrayed. I'm hurting. I could go on and on. David is showing us that our emotions are good because they connect us to God. That is what it is to bless to bless the Lord at all times is not a way to not feel your sadness or your pain or your anger. We say, I will bless the Lord at all times because God meets us in all of those circumstances and shows us, I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You are blessed. Listen, when was the last time you told God what you're feeling? All right, men. When was the last time you knew what you were feeling? All right, some time ago. When was the last time you told God what you feel? I'm scared, right? I'm scared of the doctor's appointment that will tell me whether I have cancer or, or, or whether I don't. 
or I'm scared of whether I will lose uh, my job because the other day I made a huge mistake and it cost them money. Uh, I'm scared because I don't know if I'm gonna lose my roof um, in this hurricane. I'm angry because I was betrayed by my closest friends. I'm angry because my boss is unfair um, and and, and he works uh, me way too hard. I'm I'm angry because I'm mistreated because of the color uh, of my skin. I'm angry because I was abused when I was little. I'm sad because I'm so lonely and no one knows the real me. I'm sad because I didn't have parents growing up or I had ones who hurt me. Or I'm sad because I feel so alone in my marriage. I'm ashamed because I just feel like a failure at everything I do. What, 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 when is the last time you did all that? You're invited to bless the Lord because you get to share your whole heart with him. Share um, your whole heart um, with the Lord. He hears you and he will meet you. Will you give it to him? Verse 18 says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Listen, God knows if you're brokenhearted and if you're crushed in spirit, but have you told him? He already knows it, but have you given it to him? See, on the other side of that, you'll get to say, I will bless the Lord at all times. Listen, in the story of New City Paramore, um, I get to say, I will bless the Lord at all times because it's a story that indeed God is writing and not me, not any of us, right? Um, I, I, I get to see that I don't have control. Um, I get to see that God is the one who pursues people, not me. I get to see um, that God um, is the one um, who hears me, who hears us as we cry out and say, Lord, Lord, will, you, will, will your kingdom come, Right? I will bless um, the Lord at all times, um, whether I feel discouraged or encouraged, whether I feel um, sad or whether I'm filled uh, with joy. I will bless the Lord um, at all times. Listen, the climax of the psalm is verse eight. When he says, oh, taste um, and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You see, we get to experience this in community. And sometimes we need other people to rally around us and say, hey, do you see it? Have you experienced and tasted and seen that the Lord is good? Uh, If you guys haven't seen the video um, of a couple of uh, singers uh, in Houston, you need to go watch it. Uh, There were a couple of, uh, of, of gospel singers who showed up in a couple of different shelters um, and they began praising God um, when no one else was in the midst of the worst of all times for them. They come in and begin singing, King Jesus, you're the name we lift high. Your glory shaking up the earth and sky. Revival, we need your kingdom here, right? And they come in and they are, they are introducing people as they say, oh, taste and see that the Lord um, is good. Listen, we need uh, others sometimes to remind us of that. The clearest place that David shows us that the blessing of God is the presence of God himself. Taste and see, it's tangible, it's real, he is with us. You're about to take communion. And we remember that the death of our savior Jesus is there to redeem us. Without him, we have no relationship uh, with God, we're separated. 
We cannot say, I will bless the Lord at all times without this table. Because without it, we have no relationship. But with him, with Jesus, we have relationship with God. Again, we have his presence. And we can say, I will bless the Lord at all times. See, sometimes we only remember that the cross brings us forgiveness. And that's good. But it doesn't end there. You see, the cross uh, brings us forgiveness so that we can be in relationship with the Lord himself. We can have um, his presence. He died so that, he, uh, so that we could be with him and he can be with us. Jesus' um, death and resurrection is not the get out of jail free card only. It's the now I have God's face card. Now I have his face. Do you know that? Do you have the Lord's face? If you do, you can say, I will bless the Lord at all times. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we indeed need this reminder. Lord, we stand and say we bless your name at all times because of who you are and because of, of what you have done. And Lord, I myself repent um, of wanting to be in control and remaining uh, in control and thinking um, that uh, it is uh, me who is doing things and not realizing that no, you are the one. Lord, it is me who has um, not given you my whole heart and recognize that it is there that I can bless you. And so, Lord, we, we ask, Lord, as we come to you um, and eventually as we come to this table, Lord, that we would be reminded of the redemption that you have given us so that we might be rooted in you, in the blessing that you have given us yourself. And we can turn around and say, I will bless you, Lord, at all times. It's in Jesus' name we pray.